Welcome to The Kelly Roach Show, the place for no fluff, easy to implement, 20 minute or less business and leadership lessons to help you build a sustainable business that scales, lead with integrity and create a lasting legacy. I'm Kelly Roach, former NFL cheerleader and Fortune 500 executive turned eight figure entrepreneur. Let's get started. Okay. Okay. I have a treat for you guys today. Welcome back. This is the Kelly Road Show, and I'm super excited to have with me the star of Triple Digit Flip. He's back and season two is is going live and season three is about to start filming. Uh, Jamil Danji is with us on the show today. Welcome, Jamil. Kelly, nice to see you. How are you today? I live in the dream, man. This is, you look this like is the it. dream. You look, you look rested, happy, healthy, incredible, all the things. When you love what you do, you That's, know? You know what? That is a life hack. It is a life hack. Life hack. Don't wake up and go do something for eight hours a day that sucks your soul away. It's so true. We it's have one so shot true. here on this planet, right? Why are we doing this to ourselves? It's so true. It's so true. And you know, it's so funny because even business owners that have decided this thing that they're going to create for themselves and this business that they're going to build, they still do the same things that they did when they had the job. They Then they just do it in the business. We have to like remember how much power we have, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So you have this amazing career, uh, not only, you know, doing real estate, teaching real estate, you're on the the hit show, um, you're, you're doing amazing things. But, you know, before we talk about all of that, let's talk about the journey to becoming. Mm. Why did you get into this? How did you get into this? Talk a little bit about your journey. Awesome. I'd love to. So my name is Jamil Damji, guys. I was born in Los Angeles, but I grew up in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And so it's this little um, city in uh, Alberta, the province of Alberta. It's a a very much um, country Western oil province. Now, I'm of East Indian descent, and my parents had an ambition that I was going to be a doctor like my other 50 cousins, right? That's, that's what we're supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to, you're supposed to, you're supposed to become a doctor. And yes, I was absolutely following my parents' dreams, their hopes and wishes for me. So I do really well in school and I apply to med school and I don't get in. In fact, the funniest thing happens um, I can say it now because the I think you, I don't know if you can get in trouble uh, for for cheating in school. Anyways, what <laughs> happened is my cousin, my cousin and I, we both uh, took the medical school entrance exam at the same time. He was sitting in front of me and he was bombing. And so he actually copied off me. He copied. He cheated off me on the medical school entrance exam. And guess what? He got in. So he's prescribing right now. And I didn't. Okay. <laughs> I didn't get in. I didn't get into medical school, but it was the biggest blessing of my life because at that moment, I decided I wasn't going to allow somebody to have control over my destiny. Like I made this decision at that that day. I said, no, I will never let somebody decide for me ever again. This is done. And so I began my path on an entrepreneurial journey. So I begin by First, finding some small business owners that I could help. And I just so happened to know somebody who was in, uh, at the time, it, it was a media company. And and they were convincing business, small businesses to take their advertising away from the yellow pages onto this magical new thing called the internet. This is 
early 2000s, right? So people still haven't bought in They're, You know, the internet's like this weird place where you can like shady things happen. It's not, it's not really what it is today. So I get in there and I start bringing in business. We are calling down the yellow pages to small business owners. And we're, we're telling them, Hey, you got to get off the yellow pages and you got to go onto the internet. So I'm selling these websites for $600 a piece. That's how much, that's what we were, that's what this company was selling them for. Well, it just so turns out that they cost us $700 a piece to make. So every sale I made got us deeper and deeper in debt, but it put me in proximity to an individual who was involved in real estate. And I was fascinated with the conversations he would have with his father about these builds that they were doing. They were taking these old houses and they were demolishing them and they were building these new duplexes and they were making $160,000 every single time they did one of these projects. And for a guy like me who was who grew up very, very low middle class, that kind of money was insane. And so I asked, I said, how can I be involved in what you guys do? And they said, there is no way you can be involved in what we do because you're not a realtor. You don't have any money. And because you don't have those two things, there's there's just no opportunity for it for you sure. with us. Sure. But I overheard them lamenting about needing more building lots. They were saying, oh, if we could only find more of these lots and we would we'd be able to build more duplexes and we'd make more money. And so I, I asked, well, can I help there? They said, sure, if you can find somebody who wants to sell us their house that's zoned R2 and has a 50, 50 foot frontage and 120 feet in, in depth, we'll buy that cool. Next day, I'm walking my dog. And I live in this neighborhood, one of the neighborhoods where they're doing these types of projects, because I see the construction, I see it all going on. And I'm walking my dog by a house that I had actually tried to rent three months prior. But it was $200 outside of my budget. So that kind of tells you about where I was in life financially, right? Mm-hmm. I, $200 decided where I lived. But this mm-hmm. house is still for rent. And so I walk by and I see the for rent sign and I call and I asked the lady who answered if she would be interested in selling the house instead of renting it. Cause I noticed that you've been trying to rent it for the last three months. You've not been successful. What about selling? And her answer was, yeah, I'd sell it, but it have to be the right price. And I asked, well, what's the price? She says $350,000. I get to the office and I ask my business partner, how much will you and your father pay for this house? They say $400,000 all day. So now I have a $50,000 problem, right? I don't have the money to buy this house. If I had the money to buy this house, I could buy it for $350,000 and I could sell it to them for $400,000. I could make the difference, but I, I don't have the cash. So I do what I know how to do, which is get into the yellow pages and start calling. So I go to the L, I start calling lawyers because in Canada, real estate is conveyed through attorneys. I get all the way to the letter S and an individual by the name of David Steed, I'll never forget him because he changed my life. He was so fresh out of law school, he answered the phone. He didn't have a secretary yet. And I tell him what my problem is. I say, hey, look, I got this opportunity to buy a house for $350,000. I have a buyer who will take it from me for $400,000. And I don't know how to do it. Is there, is there a mechanism? Is there something that I can do to create a transaction here? And he said, there is. And in fact, you don't even need any money to do it. Mm-hmm. So, well, tell me about it. He's like, well, this process is called wholesaling. And what you want to do 
is you want to put the house under contract at $350,000. And then you want to have a second contract where you're selling the property for $400,000. And there's one key thing that you need to write in the first contract. On the buyer name, you need to write your name and or assignee. That's it. What he was teaching me how to do was an assignment of contract. Mm -hmm. And what I did is I put that property under contract for $350,000. I and I went and sold it to my business partner's father for $400,000. I took those contracts to the lawyer. And about a week and a half later, he had a check for me for about $48,000. He took around $2,000 in fees to do the transaction. Mm -hmm. But I had a cashier's check in my hand for around forty-eight dollars And that was my first deal. And my life has never been the same since. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So once again, what I heard was, rejection was the greatest life protection that you ever received to put you on the path to building this empire now and learning this new thing that has changed your life, but I'm sure has changed so many other people's lives because thousands, of right? Thousands of lives. That's amazing. Okay. So let's unpack this, this uh, concept of wholesaling and, and how does this relate uh, how can people get into this? We have business owners listening to the show today that are all like, what the heck do I do with my money? How do I invest? Where do I invest? What do I do? So great stuff, right? Um, real estate is such an interesting mechanism, right? Because as if, if you're a high net worth individual or if you're a business owner or you're just somebody who wants to park some money, it's a great place to protect your cash against inflation. We are seeing one of the most incredible inflation crises in modern history happening right now. And your money is sitting in the bank and it's devaluing eight to nine percent every year sitting in your bank. Right. So yeah. you can't even find investments out there readily that will pay you eight to nine percent return. Yeah. So what do you do? You if parking your money in your house in, in in your bank account right now is going to devalue, mm -hmm. how do you create opportunity? Well, mm -hmm. a lot of folks they say, well, I, I want to buy and hold. I'm going to buy a, a piece of real estate and I'm going to hold it and I'm going to collect cash flow from it from rent and then hopefully it appreciates and then at some point I sell it. That's a great strategy, um, but it's slow, right? It's a yeah. slow way because what, what are you going to get in rent for it? Yeah. And, and a, a surplus of $500 a month, maybe $1,000 yeah. a month. Yeah. Maybe if you're lucky, you find a property and it, and it cash flows $2,000 a month. Good for you. You found something great. But you got money tied up in that deal. You have to then refinance that property to pull your cash out. It's a process. If anybody's gone and gotten a loan in the last five to 10 years, yeah. you understand it's difficult. Rates are super high right now. And yep. so not a lot of properties even cash flow if you wanted them to with 6% right. interest rates. Yeah. So what I do, this concept of real estate wholesaling, it's been around forever. I didn't invent it. I thought I did, but I, I didn't invent it. <laughs> this process is where you identify a house that has potential, first and foremost. We can't do this with every house. Yeah. So when you're walking around in your neighborhood, those houses that have the overgrown weeds, mail piling up in front of it, there's obvious distress on the property. That's what I'm talking about. These, these types of houses. Typically, these are vacant homes. They're inherited properties from people in a probate. Yeah. They, they're houses that people lost to foreclosure or mm -hmm. they're just forgotten about. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. at any given point in the United States, there's 15 million of these houses sitting vacant. Sitting. 
just creating. Do you have, let me ask you a question, Kelly. I live, I live in a very nice neighborhood here in Phoenix, Arizona. Okay. It's a, the, the median, the median sales price in my neighborhood is approximately one and a half million dollars. Mm -hmm. But I could tell you, I could walk down the street, half a block, and there's an older property that somebody has owned for 60 years that is run down and overgrown and vacant. Can mm -hmm. you do that in your neighborhood right now? Can you find houses like that somewhere nearby six, where you live? Six months ago, yes, but but I but I know exactly what you're talking about. Ex awesome. I know exactly like I can literally like envision it in my head. You see it all the time, right? Yep. Yep. And you kind of are like, what's that thing? What's happening with there? this house? Like, Why is it just happening? sitting like this? I know exactly it's, what you're talking about. Especially yeah. in a housing crisis. Yeah. When yeah. we've got people who don't have places to live, where housing is so expensive right now, when For we have sure. 15 million homes sitting vacant on just collecting dust, getting yeah. distress, squatters, crime, drug deals, yeah. all the things that are terrible happening in these yeah. houses, right? Yeah. How do we How do we support our communities and how do we profit off it at the same time? Yeah. So what you do is there's all these software, there's all these tools available out there that that will help you find the contact information for the owner of that house. You can literally walk. There's apps out there. You can walk up to that house. You can point ah, your phone at it brilliant. and it will give you that person's phone number. That's amazing. And you yeah. call them. You call them and you just say, hi, you know, and just to give you an example of what that call would sound like. Hi, my name is Jamil. I was walking by your house. I noticed that the weeds were overgrown. You've got mail piling up. There's possibly a squatter in there. I don't know, but there could be. Mm -hmm. What are you doing with this house? Yeah. You have any, any plans on selling it? Yeah. And this is where these conversations begin, right? Because right. the person on the other line, they... They may just not know what to do. They may just, maybe they're got other things going on in their they have life. Other and things just, going on, and yeah. they don't have the energy to even even deal with it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the concept is getting that property locked up at a price that would give a fix and flipper enough of a buffer to fix the house up and sell it and make a profit. So yeah. what we do as wholesalers is we identify a potential gap. Right. So let's just say, for instance down the street, the vacant house on my street. Okay. If all, if the houses on my street are selling for one and a half million dollars, mm -hmm. I would need to buy a house in original condition or distressed condition at around $750,000 in order to justify investing another $300,000 into the renovation and then sell it for a profit. Well, mm -hmm. for a lot of folks listening to this right now, you're like, Jamil, I don't have that money. I don't have the half a million to buy the house. I don't have the 300,000. I got some money, but I don't got 800 sure. grand to just go and and or whatever, a million dollars to just go and buy this house. So how can I participate? Doing the thing that I talked about in the beginning, the wholesale, yeah. right? Yeah. So you can go and you can negotiate with this homeowner and you can say, mm -hmm. okay, look, I'll pay you $750,000 for the house. I'm going to need some time though. Typically in a real estate contract, you have what's called an inspection period. And in that time frame, you got somewhere around 14 to 21 days to mm -hmm. decide what you want to do. Are you going to move forward with the purchase? Are you going, right. what repairs need to happen? And you can also search for a buyer for your contract in that inspection time. In fact, in that period of time, you're in the property risk-free. All right. you have is a refundable earnest deposit keeping you in contract on the property, right? 
So what you do is you bring that contract to my company. My company is called Keegly, and we specialize in matching up contracts with buyers who want to buy that type of house. Ah, so that's what I do. That's what essentially my business is. I match up folks who are out there prospecting for crappy hoarder houses or stuff that's in disrepair. Sure. And they bring those opportunities to my company and my company will find a renovator or fix and flipper somewhere in, in the United States and that wherever that market is, who wants to buy that opportunity from you for a fee. Now you can make five, 10, 15, $20,000 just selling the contract. In yeah. fact, my first contract flip, I made $50,000, mm -hmm. right? And so depending on how good of a deal you get, that's how much money you can make. Yeah. No, that's amazing. So you're not you're not having to get involved with all of the intricacies of everything that goes into that. You're letting the people who do that do that full time, let them, you know, live their dream, you live yours, but it gives you an opportunity to get in the game and start creating a new stream of income. This episode of The Kelly Roach Show is brought to you by The Inevitable Millionaire. Wealth and Life Mentorship live each and every week with me where I walk you through how to elevate into cultivating your life as your masterpiece. We focus on building multiple streams of income, elevating your wealth consciousness, and attracting and becoming the version of yourself that your dreams require. Learn more at www.inevitablemillionaires.com. See you there. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, if oh, you yeah. are a fix and flipper, this is a great way to cherry pick the best mm -hmm. deals, right? So I actually do fix and flip houses on our, on our television show, Triple Digit yeah. Flip. You'll see these are exactly the types of houses that we fix up. Yeah. But what makes our television show different from all the other shows out there is we actually show you how we find the deal. You know, you you turn on an HGTV show and they always just start at the house. Yeah. And you wonder, wait, hold on a second. How did you find this house? Like, and yeah. how did you find it for the price that you bought it for? That's the million dollar question. Right. So that's what I teach people how to do. Yeah, that is, that's amazing. That's fascinating. I have so many questions. So uh, let me ask you, and, and so because there's such there's such distinctions from market to market right and and the climate and and you know when you're when you're doing any type of real estate deal being able to like get it below market right whether you're talking about the rent or you're talking about the airbnb you're talking about buying you're talking about flipping you're talking about wholesaling right in these markets where like old houses are now going for 2.5 million and they were at a million or they're going for 2.8 million. They were at 1.5 million a year. Do you find that there's room to even do, are you doing those deals? Are you really sticking with more of like the median average kind of, you know, suburbs like throughout the U.S., yeah. like the, the markets that you're that you're focusing on? Like, talk to me a little bit about that. Great question. So oddly enough. You can do this in every market. And in fact, the more competitive the market, mm -hmm. the more opportunity there is for us to do what we do. And, and mm -hmm. this is the reason why. Mm -hmm. First and foremost, a competitive market is going to have what? A greater population. It's going to be a more mm -hmm. po densely populated place. More people want to mm -hmm. live there. Mm -hmm. And that is going to attract investors. Mm -hmm. When investors are in a market at plentiful, 
that means that market is fairly liquid, right? The liquidity of that market is what we're super interested in. Now, for me, I'm I'm not discerning. I'm not just saying, hey, I'm I'm only looking at luxury. No, no, no. Uh -huh. I will I will buy a one bedroom yeah. condo. I will buy a two bedroom townhouse. I will buy a five bedroom mansion. In fact, funny enough, the houses that you're talking about, the houses that are like $1 million or $2 million, and they're just trashy old houses, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What you're going to find is an, if, a, if a house is selling for $2 million original, those are usually neighborhoods where they're knocking the houses down and building up new structures. And those yeah, new structures right. are selling around six to ten million dollars, yeah. right? So that's that's so, what we're. I live in Florida, so we're, that's what we're seeing everywhere here. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So you can see how the price gap happens there, right? So now for mm -hmm. me, I, I of course there's an opportunity for me to go and lock up that house at two million dollars and sell it to a builder for right. say two point one million, and then they go and build a six million dollar house and they sell it for seven and a half million dollars. Yeah. They make a million and a half. I made a hundred thousand. Everybody's happy. Right. But I like to do this a lot. There's going to be fewer builders building that kind of project. There's going to be fewer of those million dollar properties available. Yeah. I love to play where the volume is. Right. So I, yeah. I, I like to trade with the masses. So I'm usually staying within the median price point in any mm -hmm. market that I'm entering. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. So when someone is first learning this and I'm sure, I mean, I'm going to, tell people to come follow you and where, where do they follow you and how do they start learning from you? You can share that right now. So if you want to learn from me, I, I have a YouTube channel that's got all kinds of videos that I spend time making to show you how to find these ugly houses. Uh, I, I teach you how to have the conversations with either homeowners or real estate agents. Real yeah. estate agents are a great, great lead generation um, uh, opportunity because Right now, especially with the market sort of turning the way that it has been, guess what's happening? Their phone's not ringing the way it was back in March, right? Back right. in March, real realtors were the most popular person ever. Today, yes. with the rates are where they are, they're kind of, they're a little bit, they're worried, you know, because yeah. a lot of them went and leased a brand new BMW yes. in March. And now they're like, oh my God, how am I going to pay? How rent? am I making those payments? Yeah. yeah. yeah so they're exactly. like motivated to get deals done. So yes. I, I love working with real estate agents, but yeah. You can follow me on my YouTube channel. You can also reach out to me on IG. It's at J-D-A-M-J-I on Instagram. And if something about me resonates with you and you just say, hey, I'd love to I'd love to learn and, and join your mentorship. I have a mentorship available. You can DM me and I can give you more details about that. But before you go and spend any money, go check out my YouTube and see if what I do is even for you. Yeah, absolutely. And so, so... I mean, obviously for you as an investor, I'm, I'm sure you're in 800 different things, right? Like with, with the projects that you're doing and stuff like that. But with your mentorship, um, do you specifically focus strictly on teaching people wholesaling or? Correct. Okay. So and, I, and I specifically focus on wholesaling because it's the barrier to entry is like, and it's what I've become a master at. Awesome. I've done over no, 5,000 wholesale yeah. transactions and I've earned over a billion dollars in fees. And that's, it's incredible. I, I love it. So when, when someone's thinking about this and obviously I'm encouraging everyone listening, go follow Jamil on, on YouTube and, and check out his stuff and, and follow him on, on Instagram. But what tips can you give for someone that's like, okay, I like this idea. Like, I'd like to just like play around with it. Let's say they do see a house walking down their street because now you know everyone's walking down the street looking like this after listening to today's show right so let's say they do see a house how would they even begin to know whether or not there's 
you know, there's bandwidth there to, to consider wanting to go down this path of, do I make the calls? Do I get in touch with a realtor? Do I see if there's a deal to be done? Like what would be the quick and dirty of like, this is what you're going to start looking at. Love it. Actionable. Look guys, Kelly, you know, she knows what she's talking about because she knows her viewers and she knows her viewers want, they want the meat and potatoes. So let's get into it. So first and foremost, you need to identify, does the house have potential to be upgraded? Is there a value proposition here? Yes. Okay. Done. Now you know that this house has potential because it it's it's ugly, right? Yeah. So next thing we need to do is we need to get this person's phone number. We don't care. We, we, we're not going to underwrite or comp it yet because we're not at that stage, mm -hmm. right? First, we want to talk to the, we yes. want to talk to the homeowner and we want to see what do you think this house is worth and what would you sell it for? Yeah. So you find a skip tracing service. There's all kinds of them out there. My favorite to use is called Batch Skip Tracing. So I go to a website called BatchSkipTracing.com. You can it. actually use my promo code Jamil, J-A-M-I-L, and you can okay. get like 20% we'll off of your skip traces. Yep. Okay. So you go to BatchSkipTracing.com, you enter in the address and pff, gives you a phone number and a name, right? So now you call them and you just say, hey, I'm Jamil. I'm walking by your house. I see your house has got overgrown weeds. And mail's piling up all over the place. I saw shadow puppets behind the curtains. Somebody's in there. What's going on? Yeah. And yeah. they just, they either they say, never call me again, which happens. Okay. Sure. Or they say, yeah, you know, I inherited that house from my great aunt and, and she passed away. I've had it for a couple of years. I really don't know what I'm going to do with it, but I'm so busy in my life right now. I haven't had time to really think about it. Yeah. Well, let me help you out. Would you sell it? Yes. Awesome. I'm going to go and run my numbers and I'm going to tell you what the maximum I could pay for it is. And if we come to terms on that, I can close in seven days. Mm -hmm. Love it. So then what my next step is, is I'm going to look at the neighborhood and I'm going to see what would a house that is the same, that matches this house. So this house is a three bed, two bath, 1500 square footer. I yeah. want to find comparables that are very similar to that. And I want to see what do these houses sell for once they're beautified. If I see that they sell for say five hundred thousand, okay, five hundred thousand completely renovated. And I'm talking, you know, courts or marble countertops. I'm talking beautiful hardwood floor. You know, just stainless steel Thermador appliances. The whole nine, right? You, you gorgeous home. So I know that's that the price that the the house will sell around 500,000 beautified. What do I need to buy it at in order for there to be a deal here? Mm -hmm. So you can either, either reach out to me, but because we're talking about Florida in this manner and if uh, what part of Florida are you in? I'm in Delray Beach. Delray Beach, that's South Florida? Yeah. So right now I can tell you in South Florida if a house is in cosmetic so meaning it needs a full cosmetic remodel, you need to buy that at 65% of after repair value or ARV. Mm -hmm. So if we know that a fully remodeled house sells for 500,000, what we do is we get our trusty iPhone out and we take 500,000 and we times that by 0.65. And that tells you that you need to buy said house for $325,000. So mm. the next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to call the homeowner again. And I'm going to say, I ran my numbers. And I can pay you $325,000 for the house in its current condition. 
Mm-hmm. It looks like it might be worth around $500,000 after a full remodel, but I've got to go take a financial risk. I've got to yeah. do a bunch of work. I've got to yeah. time the market. So many things could go wrong for me. But in its current condition, I can pay three twenty-five. dollars Will that satisfy you? If so, they say yes. You send them a contract. They sign it. Now you're under contract in the house. Okay. Brilliant. Now you have an opportunity. Do you fix and flip the house and sell it for 500,000 or do you do what Jamil does and, and, and wholesale the contract? So I routinely make around $10,000 for every contract flip. I don't like to take a big chunk off. These days mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I do this at volume. So my goal is to give homeowners as much money as I possibly can and mm-hmm. make about a $10,000 fee. So that's, mm-hmm. that's my business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, it's brilliant. I absolutely love it. I, I I love it. And it's a great way for people to get into real estate as an additional stream of income without getting yourself into a space where you need to be an expert and you're not, and you're going to get yourself in big trouble, right? Correct. Because there's it's a whole nother conversation when you get into, I think a lot of times, even Airbnb, I think, is way oversimplified. The model is presented as so simple, but the complications that come with everything involved there, people don't understand. I was thinking about buying some properties um, and, and doing Airbnb about two years ago. And so the first thing that I did was I went and I joined a Facebook group for Airbnb Superhosts. And it took me 30 seconds to get a full education on what it actually means to be an Airbnb host. I am not an Airbnb host, <laughs> right? Well, Airbnb so, super hosts are in hospitality. Like you right. are, it's, this is it's, not property management. And that's are, what people, yeah. So that's what I love about this model that you're talking about, because I mean, we have educated business owners that listen to this show. They're, these are not people that are like stars in their eyes and butterflies, right? They run companies. So they understand that there's more to it than the, what they, the surface. And I love presenting experts like yourself that are in these spaces where there is an opportunity to leverage expert knowledge, like working with you know your company that does the the middle piece. Um, you can still get in it from from an angle without trying to be something that you're not, and and right. not being in it enough to win with it, and not knowing enough to win with it. Right? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. See, for all of you guys out there that jog in the morning and you run by these houses, I mean. Wouldn't it be amazing to jog by a house and jot down the address? And then on a Sunday when you've got nothing to do, you just take 10 addresses that you jotted down and you put them into that little website and it gives you 10 phone numbers and you call all 10 and eight of them tell you to beat off. And the the two of them say, maybe. And then one of them says, throw it, throw some numbers in front of me. Let's see what you got. And and then that's a $10,000 Sunday. Yeah, no, that's, I, I love it. It's it's awesome. So, I mean, just before we wrap up here today, first of all, like, let's talk for the show. Let's talk about the show for 30 seconds. So you, you're season two is going live. You're going to be filming season three. How did this show even come about for you? How did this opportunity wow. come about? How did this materialize? Interestingly enough, we were always been in the business, right? I've, I've been in this since I was, uh, 2002 is when I started. So okay. I'm 43 now. So, you, you know, I've been in it for a minute. Yep. Um, but we got this show from our social media. So what ended up happening is one of my, one of my competitors, one of my greatest competitors is my best friend and co-star of Triple Digit Flip. So what ended up happening is him and I were bidding on a house. We were actually bidding against each other. And we were so close that when he was 
running. I'm, I'm known in the country as one of the best compers. Like I, I've got a reputation as like, if anybody wants to know how much a house is worth or what you should pay for a house, call Jamil. And so he was bidding on a house and he was getting bid up. And he sent me the address. He said, hey, some knucklehead is out there bidding me up on this house I'm trying to buy to fix and flip. And I tried to buy it for 160 and he bid me all the way up to 180,000. What the heck is going on? Is it, does this house even make sense? And I was like, oh, I'm the one bidding against you. I love Oops. It. So I he's like, it. oh, stop it. I was like, okay, what do you want to do? He's like, well, why don't we, why don't you just back out and we'll do the deal together? Cool. So I backed out. He ended up buying the house. And then he said, come, come down to the spot. Let's shoot yeah. a YouTube video. And we'll just invite some folks out to come out and walk the house with us. So, uh, you know, our social media was, was getting a little popular at the time. So we made a little post and said, Hey, we're going to be walking through this house. Come take a look. We're going to be there in about 30 minutes. So about 50 people show up and my friend Pace, who's my co-star on, on Triple Digit Flip, we start walking around this house and we have a videographer filming it with us. We're, we're just having a good time going through the yeah. nastiness of the house, right? And yeah. the, the walkthrough was so funny and so fun that a producer from A&E watched the YouTube video and reached out. Now, That's funny amazing. enough, when they started reaching out to us, we ignored them because we thought it wasn't real, right? It was, we were like, eh. Yeah. You know, leave us alone. We're busy. Sure. Like, uh, even then, it could have just been a production company. And then you never yeah. know a production company. They they either make it happen or they don't. That's just the whole thing. And neither of us were like chasing fame. So that wasn't what we were sure. trying to do, you know. But lo and behold, we get an email. It's like, listen, we're not here to waste your time. I am one of the senior programmers here, one of the uh, uh, senior executives here at a &E. I just want five minutes of your time. Let us hop on a Zoom. We just want to see if we're a good fit. So, okay, we we get on a Zoom and we have a 10-minute conversation. And she says on that call, okay, so the next steps would be we'd send a small crew out and we'd shoot a sizzle reel. And then once that sizzle reel is edited, we'll shop it to some networks. And I'm like, hey, I thought you were the network. She's like, yeah, but we're the production company in the network. And if we don't want it, maybe somebody else does. And I'm like, anyways, cool. Well, let's 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 see how this goes. So, so about a week later, we get an email and it's her. She says, let's hop back on a Zoom. So we hop back on a Zoom and she says that our little Zoom that we recorded the last time we showed that to some of the seniors here and they love you guys. In fact, they love you so much that we're going to skip the sizzle reel. We're going to skip the pilot. We're going to go right to a full season order. You have a TV show. That is wild. Wild. Power Insane. of social media, man. Never. It, it Like I asked the production company, I asked the producers, like, have you ever seen this happen before where they, a, a network just goes right to series order? And they said, nope, they always shoot a pilot. We've never seen this happen without a pilot, but you know, the power of social media and the power of collaboration, because look, if I wasn't collaborating with my competitor, this is somebody that people in, in business, right? We have these, we have these incorrect ideas that we have to be savages to people that are out there competing against us in the world. We don't, 
We can collaborate. Mm, we can yeah. find ways to find synergy. We can find ways to love it. In fact, he's my biggest competitor and I'm godfather to his daughter. Like that's, that's how well we collaborate. Because when I see my brother win, I don't lose. I see my brother win. When he sees me win, he sees his brother win. He doesn't see him losing. The perspective is different. And so if anybody's out there listening to this right now and, and, and there's people in your space that you compete against and you don't have a collaborative approach, I want you to take this opportunity to think about that, to think yeah, about the story that I just told about how two competitors got together and created an opportunity for our families, an opportunity for our businesses and are having the greatest time ever right now creating fun family entertainment for you guys to watch and for our companies to thrive in. It's the greatest story, the most incredible opportunity and the joy of my life. Ah, that is amazing. So it's it's such a great lesson. I love the lesson. It's such it's, it's such a powerful lesson, collaboration over competition, preparation meeting opportunity, uh, redirection being the ultimate protection, right? There's there's a lot of great lessons from the conversation today. So uh, it was amazing having you on the, the show today. We will all be watching the new season coming out. So huge congratulations on Thank that. You. And uh, I love that you're empowering people to take advantage of this opportunity and have a way to, to get in, in the game and, and be a part of it. So, okay, let's give everyone listening one more time and we will put the links in the show notes that you shared today, but let's just give them your YouTube channel and your Instagram so that they can connect and learn more. And, uh, and then we'll take it from there. Awesome. Okay, guys, if you go to my YouTube uh, or just go to YouTube, you can type my name in the search. It's Jamil Damji. That's J-A-M-I-L-D-A-M-J-I. So it's just youtube.com slash Jamil Damji. And on Instagram, you can find me at J-D-A-M-J-I. Awesome. And we will be rooting for you in the new series of Triple Digit Flip, Collaboration Over Competition. Great lesson there. Thanks so much for everything that you shared here today. And we'll all be rooting you, for you as you go forward. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you so much for listening to The Kelly Roach Show. If you enjoyed this episode, do me two solids. Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review so other people can find the life-changing content that we share here. We're on our way to number one and we need your help getting there. Thanks so much for being a part of the community and for tuning into the show each and every week.